China lifted strict COVID-19 rules at the end of 2022, but its first months of reopening are off to a disappointing start. Real estate investments fell and retail sales remained sluggish. Big-ticket items and home appliances saw the largest declines in sales, while trade in online physical goods rose the most. Unemployment in cities also ticked up to 5.6% in February, and the unemployment rate for young people remains persistently high, standing at over 18%. A deeply indebted housing sector and greying demographics also weigh on long-term prospects for China's economic growth. But Asian stocks are up today, lifted by optimism that U.S. regulators have contained contagion risk from Silicon Valley Bank's collapse last week. For more on this now, let's go to Naeem Aslam in London. He is CIO at Zay Capital Markets. Naeem, thank you very much for joining us today. So all these data coming out of China were all below expectations, but even OPEC outlook was much stronger uh, this week, right on China's demand helping offset bearish global sentiment. I mean, how is China doing and will the economy in China really be back on track this year? So thanks for having me. Look, I think there are a number of key points that we have to focus on. Number one is that the data has confirmed that there is more need for a policy support from the government and from the policymakers. Um, and secondly, from the OPEC's perspective, which is anticipating to China to grow by 5.7% this year, still the growth is pretty, pretty strong in comparison to if you look at the numbers for EU or if you look at those numbers to the to the US. So if you look at the data which has come out from China and compare those particular economic figures with the numbers that we are getting over here in Europe or in the United States, they still look pretty strong. So I wouldn't really discount these numbers and then say that, okay, you know, the recovery isn't really strong. I think that the, 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 the path of the recovery is certainly there and we do need a more support that that is what the data is telling us now right support from the government and what about unemployment why is it still uh, stubbornly high especially when it comes to youth uh, unemployment ages 16 to 24 so Obviously, COVID is one of the main factors, the supply chain destruction, and of course, the geopolitical tensions between the US and China and the move away from the tech, um, uh, such as the chip industry has obviously had huge impact on, the, on, on China's industry. And that is very much the result of the higher unemployment in youth over in China. But I would say that in the coming quarters and in the coming months, we will see that number coming down because there is no way that the policymakers will allow that number to be that high. Naeem Aslam, thank you very much. Thank you. And now let's go to other top stories from around the world. Facebook parent Meta has announced to cut another 10,000 jobs this year as the tech sector braces for a deep economic downturn. The new round of layoffs comes four months after the U.S. tech giant eliminated 11,000 jobs. CEO Mark Zuckerberg says the restructuring plans are focused on halting lower priority projects and reducing hiring rates. Argentina's inflation rate has stopped 100% for the first time since 1991 further eroding workers' wages and purchasing power. Consumer prices surged 6.6% between January and February, taking the 12-month figure to 102.5%. The South American country has been suffering from one of its worst economic crises in decades. 
And Samsung is planning to spend $230 billion over the next 20 years to build the world's largest chip-making complex. The investment plan comes as part of the South Korea's government's push to become the center of global chip manufacturing. In January, Seoul announced expanded tax breaks to technology companies in a bid to improve supply chain stability. And that's all from Business For Now.